bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Not good. I told I tried to tell the judge. I was like, hey, that's my dick in the picture. He sent me to Juvie. <laughs> Juvie was tough, guys. Do you have any idea what it's like to have the smallest dick in Juvie? <laughs> Do you have any fucking idea what that's like? Oh my god, my dick's like a baby carrot. It is. It's small. Adults kinda like it, but really it's for the kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I love getting away with a good pedophile joke. You know, from comedic perspective, it's nice to like be able to get away with it's like, yes, I did it. But that's that's the last pedophile joke tonight, I promise. So uh hot sauce is a lot like a child. If you touch it with the tip of your penis, you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and that's my time. My name is Raphael Wolfgang, guys. Thank you. Keep your hands clapping for Raphael. We've got three comics left, everybody. Hang fast. Your next comedian is John Gallagher! Yay! Is he outside? Is he, there he is. Yay! Hello. Uh, I, I, I was excited. On Twitter, they put a picture of an ant's face on it. Are you guys excited about that? Like the things we've all been waiting for. Social media. We've got a picture of an ant's face on the internet. Woo-hoo! Huh? It was exciting. They, they posted a picture of it. It was like a close-up thing of it. And it looks like a monster, obviously, right? And like, all, But all the captions were confusing because all the captions, after they took the picture of the ant's face, were like, can you believe this is what an ant's face looks like taken from a microscope? And you're like, I mean, probably. I don't know. What the fuck? What do you want from me? It looks fucked up. Like, are you supposed to, am I supposed to be surprised that the thing with the skeleton on the outside of its body and six legs looks kind of fucking weird? Like, I don't know. That doesn't, that's not surprising to me. This isn't a shock. Like, if it had, like, a, a if it was beautiful, well, I'd be a little bit more unnerved, right? Like, if the ant was gorgeous and it was just the hot, if it had, like, Ryan Gosling's face, I would be like, wow, I didn't know, I could not even comprehend these ants were so sexy. I feel horrible for burning them with magnifying glasses by the thousands. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a fucked up face. I don't know. It's like, can you, can you believe this? Like, what am I going to, I don't have thousands of dollars of microscope equipment. Yeah. I gotta take your word for it. I'm not gonna do the research for this, okay? Sure, why not? You know, one of the things that's uh, fun for us to do is, uh, you know, we have a lot of, we like to do a lot of revisionist history, and so like, it's kind of popular to go back and be like, oh, you think this person in history was white? You fucking idiot, they were black. Like, we do it with Jesus, right? Because you go, Jesus was a weak white guy in history. That's what we say, right? It's like, Jesus was clearly Middle Eastern, right? Duh. Alexander Hamilton, they say, was a white guy in history. But it's like, no, he was Caribbean. You're like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know one person they never question, though, is Abraham Lincoln, which I think is interesting, you know? Because, right? I mean, like, you know, they got his picture right here. I think it's because he's looking a little tan. I think that's what made me think about this. But I think there's something to it, you know? I think that's what it is. It's like, he, he's looking like George Hamilton up there. But they, if you look at the stats of Lincoln, right, 6'7", Okay. Six, like, giant man. Like, he was a, an awarded, he was a, a huge, like, like, awarded athlete. Did you guys know that Abraham Lincoln was a professional wrestler? He was a fucking undefeated professional wrestler before he was president? Like, fucking crazy. Like, the unawarded, like, the most athletic president of all time. Also, a victim of gun violence. That seems pretty, you know, seems like a pretty good, good start. I don't know. Just think about this. The Emancipation Proclamation rhymes. I think that's... <laughs> I'm gonna say, I don't know, I don't know. Just, I'm just asking questions. No, I don't know. <laughs> that thing. And also, it's like I, I think it's just funny to go back in time and just be like, yeah, the my, the guy that started or like he like ended the Civil War because he wanted to make sure everybody was free. Unequivocally, a white man. Like, isn't that seems a little crazy going off America? You know, I don't know. Yeah, fun to think about. 
I, uh, what's it? <laughs> what the fuck was I going to say? Forgot my stuff. Oh, everybody's worried about li li Big Brother watching them. You know, you guys, you worried about being surveilled, huh? It's like a big, big face. Like a Big Brother's like the big stone face guy. He's watching your every move. You know who I'm worried about? I'm worried about Little Brother watching me, you know? Because Little Brother's so much more annoying, don't you think, right? <laughs> like Little Brother's like, what are you doing? You're like, shut up! I'm doing taxes! What's that? I don't want to explain this to you. Can I hang out? No! Get your own friends. You're fucking annoying. Little brother's way worse. Peering at you. Oh, I should. I do have to act that out more, but I don't want to. So I'm sorry. I should. If I if this is if I was dedicated to my craft, I'd I'd sneak down behind this and I'd peer my eyes over like a little toad man. But now I'll just explain it to you because it already bombed and I'm gonna keep bombing, and that makes me feel good. No. Uh, I'm going to eat a cookie. Give it up for cookies and Pam. Yay, John Gallagher. <clears throat> that was awesome. Little known uh, fact about Abraham Lincoln, he was supposed to be a part of the Donner Party. And he canceled at the very last minute. He was friends with the guys that left in the Donner Party. He did business deals with uh, one of the idiots that left late. And he was like, I can't make it. And that was in his younger days. So interesting fact, he was supposed to be in the party where they uh, all ate each other. Your two comedians left, everybody. Your next comedian's been so patient here the whole time. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Raul Sudhartsen. Yay! Joe Biden's going to die, right? Uh, he's going to, we're all concerned for his health, right? No? Like he's like, you know, like we can all assassinate him with like patience. <laughs> yeah, and like I have like a, I have an 80 year old grandpa, and like he like they say the doctor said if you want to prolong his life, just don't fall. Don't fall. That's Biden's best trick. Like Trump's gonna die too, but just because like Melania's had enough. But you know, <laughs> Biden, yeah, I'm concerned for him. Anyway, um, I miss heroin, guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm I've been five months off it, and I had to stop. Yeah, yeah. I started doing fentanyl instead. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, but um, I do fentanyl. It's not a very sustainable drug. I OD'd once, which is impressive if you know how many times these other guys have OD'd. Like some someone said, like I've OD'd 30 times. Like at that point, you're just homies with God. <laughs> just be like, you know, fucking, what's up, God? And then God's like smoking a joint. Like you always just smoke and leave. What the hell? Is is Biden gonna come? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. But um, yeah, I I OD'd and um, I got Narcan back to life by a homeless guy, which um, and I I never found him. I could never find my savior, and I was looking for him because he stole the rest of my dope. <laughs> but now, like, I can't talk shit about the homeless. Not that I was before, but I can't talk shit about the homeless like at all. You know, like if I ever like smell piss on the streets of San Francisco, I'm like, that's the smell of a second chance at life. <laughs> if a son, like a homeless guy tries to like fuck me in the ass, I'm like, you earned it, buddy. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm worse than fat. I'm skinny fat. You know, or as I like to call it, passive aggressively obese. <laughs> you know, like it's a if if I was a girl, it could be easier. Like I could call myself something cool, like slim, thick. But I'm a guy, so it's gross. Like if you're a girl, it kind of like you can kind of get lucky, and it can go to your tits and your ass and it's hot and if you're a guy it can go to your tits and your ass and 
not the best. All right, we're not feeling that one. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, they say the worst thing you can say to a fat person is, uh, "You're not fat," you know, like because it's like patronizing. I disagree. I think the worst thing you could say to a fat person is, uh, "Oink oink, piggy." <laughs> How many months pregnant are you? Okay. <laughs> and the second worst thing is, uh, "You're fat." That would suck, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't want to do the. That's the World Cup. Eh. You guys watching the World World Cup? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who to root for, cause like I'm Indian and like India doesn't have a team. But they did like build the stadium though, which like Indians, Pakistanis, Bangladeshis, they all built the stadium, which is like that's kind of like our World Cup, right? But um, you know, like every time like a Pakistani falls twenty stories to his death, we're like goal. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's do one more dark one. Okay, gas prices are up, right? Right, your gas prices are up. Suddenly it's financially responsible to get a DUI. Yeah, now you won't be paying $8 for a gallon of gas, and neither will that family of four. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. My name's Raul, yeah. Hey, Raul, yay! There's this one stadium that they call 947, and that's where, if you want to root for someone, root for the Swiss. They made it to the they made it to the 16, and that's my team. I love the Swiss. But they're, one of the stadiums they play in is called 947, and I think that's how many Bangladeshis are buried underneath it. Uh, you're the, no, they say that it's a, they, anyway. Your last comedian of the night. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Mark Neuer. Oh, it's the same height. Okay. I think it's all going to be okay, ladies and gentlemen. We figured it out. Thank God. God bless. I've been saying God bless a lot more recently because I'm tired of God damning everything. Tired of it. Tired of it. I got a year off of cocaine, and that don't, please don't clap. That's gay. To clap, okay? And I suck cock and take raw loads in my ass. Please don't clap for that. But when I hear, like, I, I, like, I try to tell people, like, I tell, you know, you're at work, and you know, I'm, like, 27. I work with a bunch of 20-year-olds, and I tell them the good old days, you know, when you're snorting blow and jerking off for 19 hours straight and getting all creepy with socks, you know? Tell those stories to these people and think you're something. And then you hear about how heroin addicts overdose and then piss themselves on 6th Street. Is like a way better story than jerking off for 19 hours on coke. The White Ranger, ladies and gentlemen, the Green Ranger, are you familiar? He's dead. He killed himself. Are you guys a, a unit? No. Are you guys a unit? You guys are a thing. You know what I mean? You guys are fucking. Are you guys together? You two? You guys. That's amazing, dude. Yes. <laughs> he killed himself. The Green Ranger killed himself over his, an argument with his chick. He killed himself. This dude is like a, a, like a, a, th a, three, a fourth degree, an 18th degree black belt. He could have karate chopped her into dust. And he didn't. 
that's my hero over there goes my hero you know what i mean watch him as he goes he could have he could have kicked her into a different universe and instead he killed himself it's a good man dude the good man right there I could never be that guy. I couldn't, dude. <laughs> I would have to kill her than myself. And that's why I'll never be a Power Ranger. I'm just not cut out for the job. You remember when, uh, when uh, like you get a do like a dollar off of a pack of cigarettes and like it actually meant something? Parents are entirely too expensive, Pam Benjamin. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Oh. oh, I missed the light. I know. You know how some people are like, oh no, I ran the light because the, the light I didn't see it. It's like, you can't do that here. <laughs> we all saw the light, you know what I mean? God, I can't wait to see the light. I really can't wait to die. I can't. I can't wait, dude. And every time I'm about to like, you know what I mean? I get the chain because a rope is not going to hold this. I tie the, the chain up. I'm about to just into the light. You get a ding on the phone. Ding. This just in. New information about aliens. Like keeping me in the matrix forever. Keeping me in the simulation and forever I'm about to deep throat a shotgun right and I'm about to blow my fucking brains out right and I'm right there just like just really fucking the shit out of this shotgun barrel with my mouth full Ding! my girlfriend I'll pee in your mouth stop making this interesting thank you guys so much God bless Mark Neuer, everyone. Well, we did it, friends. Thank you all so much for being here tonight. I really appreciate all of you. And um, tonight at 10 o'clock, Piano Fight, there's that thing that we're all, seems like everybody's in, and I hope that I do okay. Oh, my God. Um, and now I have to go potty so badly, so nobody go in the bathroom because I have to go. Oh, go quick, go quick, because I got to go. I got to go potty. So I've been back here dancing for, like, the past three comedians. Uh, so have a good night, everybody. Hope to see you later at Piano Fight. Yay. Get hurt.
If you want to, um, I'm gonna. I just want to time this out one more time because I've I've never timed this one out, and I'm so I'm worried about timing out this particular because I can't. If I well, oh, I I got it. Um, but if I don't, if you go over a certain amount, and so then I'm like, oh God, what do I have to cut? And sometimes when you go too fast, things suck. Yeah. So, um, so here we go. Um, Pam Benjamin, yay! <laughs> knock knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. I think it's the precept of feminism. A lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. Which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. The tiniest Arby's got the meats. How do you shave a hemorrhoid? Is that more of a plucking issue? Riddle me that, Gillette. The Gillette razors were introduced to the American public in 1904. In 1904, ladies, we couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut. And now if you don't shave from your big toe to your twat like a four-year-old girl, you're a disgusting slut. I don't want to sleep with you. Gross. Gillette. The best a man can get will never be good enough. I have so many pubes, it's like I have a kitten in a headlock. Cute, you can pet it. I was born in 1974. I have the bush to match. 
It is dank. It is swampy. And no one can find Charlie. <laughs> That's what I name my clitoris. Charlie. Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. Have you heard about the new Gillette razor? 13 blades, 13 blades for the closest shave, and the seventh blade is easily removable, so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. J.A. le meilleur on puisse savoir. Je ne serai jamais assez bon. Oui, le pas français. Classically trained in ballet for 23 years, piano for 13, two master's degrees. This is what a dream deferred looks like. I've been Pam Benjamin, 201, hell yeah. 201, so I just have to keep it, keep it tight. Thank you guys, yay! Trouble or get blown up like a bubble. Now let's take a sec to think back. 
year of the 7-0, but Brooklyn was the place to go. Flow on the journey up the crown heights. Ebbets feel, feel the real, the real on your life. Right, individuals live in the PJs. DE will check my DJ. Hey, play what I wanna play in the day. But in the night, I feel the right. Took the left, Bucktown, Brooklyn, break it down. From state to state, travel as I unravel the rate. How it tap Scott and Sutter. I remember way back in the days playing hot piece of butter. Brother, if you want another lesson, Brooklyn session, take it back, blacksmith and Wesson. Press your luck, you get stuck by buck, throw your box. Master Ace has the taste for ducks and duck sauce. So tell Lord Digger, dig a grave for the bones, sticks and stones. While I kick some ancient homes through your domes, act went back to attack your home. So tip, can I flip? Yes, you can. I'm in the world war with Muhammad, my man. Feels so good to be a Brooklyn Dodger. <laughs> What's happening to rerun and Roger? I think I seen him wearing Timberlands and running down the block from Dwayne, and Dwayne had a Glock. Cause he be selling rock for the Partridge family. And Ruben Kincaid drops a 300 E. And he be pimping Chrissy from Three's Company. Plus he stuck Mr. T for all his jewelry. This is a 70s thing from the days when kids didn't act so crazy. It is six o'clock. It is time for the happy hour open mic, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy on the airwaves, streaming live through the internet. No FCC regulations, so if you hear some fuck swears, that's probably going to happen. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. You're listening to mutinyradio.fm in .sf. And uh, all the comedians are late tonight, except for one who's far, far down on the list. So that's interesting. Um, But they're outside, and we'll see when they decide to come in. And we'll get the show started when we have uh, at least a quorum. I want to have at least five comics here, otherwise it just doesn't seem like an audience now, does it? So 
Until then, enjoy some of the Crooklyn soundtrack. Like it because it's mixed and varied. And we have a mixed and varied group of comedians here tonight on Mutiny Radio.
It's time to get started here at the happy hour. A lot of comics haven't made it, and I heard that there was bad traffic. Oh, okay, great. I'm so glad you're here because we got to get started because I have places to go tonight. I got things to do. Uh, all right, so we do four-minute sets at three minutes. You'll hear the horn. I try to do it on a punchline. Put your hands together for your first comedian of the night, everybody. Ian Langland. <laughs> Kidding. Okay, I gotta do this. Hey, what's up, everybody? How we doing? Lord, I'm cold. Whose nipples are hard? There we go. I like that. Thank you, sir. We got two uh, Mark Neuers outside. That's good. That's that's Mark Neuer if he stays on the path he's on right now. From a distance, I was like, are there two of him now? That's wild, bro. Anyway, God bless those two out front. I'll get to a joke. I feel like... Uh, I feel like I'm I'm trusted too easily. I don't know what it is about me, but uh, that's not funny. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like something something about me makes people want to say things to me that I never wanted to know. Like I feel like I draw people's uh, they get they get disarmed around me. First day working with this guy. It is okay. First day working with this guy. Our first day together, we were getting something explained to us by a female coworker. And uh, the moment, wait, <laughs> is it okay now? Okay, good. Let's calm. Let's go back. Anyway, I'm trusted too easily. I was working with this guy. It was our first day working together, and we were getting something explained to us by this female coworker. And the moment she walked away, he stopped. He turned to me, and he goes, hey, man, between you and me, I'd tap that. Now, I think he should have kept that between him and him, in my opinion. I didn't want to know that at all. Now I gotta walk around with the burden of that knowledge. That sucks. I don't want to know these things. I don't know what it is. I, I just exude trust, I guess. You know how many women will leave me their drink when they go to use the bathroom at the bar? Too many, in my opinion. Too many. They don't know who I am. Maybe I'm dangerous, okay? I'm not, but maybe I am. Maybe this six one Stranger Things character has a trick up his sleeve, is all I'm saying. You don't know me. You don't know my story. Truth is, though, they're right. They're right. I'm going to fucking guard that drink with my life. That is the truth. Uh, <laughs> the worst thing I'm going to do the drink is maybe I'll pop an Alka-Seltzer in there if their tummy hurts. That's it, though. That's all I'm going to do. Um, cool. Uh, did anybody see that, uh, that Beatles documentary that came out a year ago? Did anybody watch that? Any Beatles fans? No? Yes? Uh, very interesting documentary. Uh, I liked it a lot. It was cool. You got to see the Beatles craft their final album together. It was amazing. Uh, but I feel like the scenes were very repetitive. Every scene was just John, Paul, and George sitting on the floor together crafting these beautiful songs, and then it was just Ringo in the back not participating at all. And I was like, why doesn't Ringo have a say in any of the songs that are being made? And I got an idea. I think when the Beatles took time off and they went to India and they dropped a bunch of acid, I think it changed their brains. And I think out of that experience came three musical geniuses and one retard. Now... If you're thinking, which one is it? It's Ringo, that's for sure. Come on, I know what you're thinking. Whoa, 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 Ian, you can't use that word. You can't suck say that word. It's okay, all right? You can't tell by looking at me, but I also play the drums, so I could say whatever I want about Ringo. Tell me I'm wrong, okay? Tell me, I'm, you know what his two most famous songs are? Octopus's Garden and Yellow Submarine. Tell me that's not an autistic kid going through an aquatic phase is all I'm gonna say, you know? 
the lyrics they're not even clever it's just what he sees it's just the sky was blue and the sea was green really really good songwriting there Ringo you really put your heart and soul into that one my favorite Ringo lyric I can't confirm that he wrote this but I feel like he did you know the song I am the walrus there's that line that goes cuckoo kachoo that's Ringo all fucking day they're writing the song, they're like, hey, Ringo, you, you want to you wanna, you wanna add something? He's like, cuckoo, cuckoo. And they're like, fuck, all right, I guess we'll, we'll keep it. The name of the documentary, it's called, it's called Get Back. And I think it, they called the documentary that because that's what they would say to Ringo every time he suggested a new song. That's what they would say to him. He'd be like, hey, guys, I've got this new song. It kind of goes like this. Kelp, I need somebody. Kelp, not just anybody. And they're like, get back, Ringo. No more ocean shit. All right, shout out to Pam for that last tag. That's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Yay! Yeah. Kelp. I need somebody. Kelp. Kelp. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Mark Neuer. Is it this one? It's Mic check. One. It's the other one. It's Hello. either one. It's either one. Oh, we're getting freaky, huh? Getting freaky on the stage here. Ian's hilarious. That uh, reminds me of the Bill Hicks bit about, Paul, oh, I think Ringo's on the, he's in the ceiling in the corner talking about a submarine. Get him down. They have a broom they're trying to get him down with. It's a great bit. Unlike anything I've ever said. Like a really good bit. Good thing you guys all know my name because sometimes I forget it and you walk up to me, you're like, Mark, right? I'm like, yes! That is fucking who I am, dude. I feel bad because I don't remember any of your names. I don't know any of your names at all. I barely know Ian's name. You're not me. You, you, yeah. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. <laughs> I'm pretty white, dude. Like, accents throw me off completely. They do. Like, it's a heavy, deep accent. I'm like, yeah, dude, just drive and shut up, please. Why does it smell like someone's shit in here? It was a taxi joke. I take taxis. I don't take, I don't take Ubers. Down with the patriarchy, right? Some, some shit. I don't know. Pam wants to kill herself right now. I don't know what it is. I see it in her eyebrows. She's ready. Fucking ready to just say fuck all this shit, dude. Me too. Hashtag, hashtag me as well. I, uh, I don't understand this new generation of music, like at all I don't I'm 27 I'm not old enough to have these thoughts but I do I do have these thoughts and they just fucking go around my brain like a hamster on a wheel just I don't get it I don't get it I don't get it I don't get it I don't understand I work with a lot of young young 18 19 20 year olds uh, he was driving he's like hey what do you want to listen to and I was like fuck the Try to take the the best out I could get. I was like, just play the Christmas Channel on Pandora. First song that comes on, the chorus. Fuck it up, bitch! I want to see you fuck it up, bitch. This is not a Christmas song. Do you imagine someone Christmas caroling with this? Like a little family coming to ding dong. You open the door. Fuck it up, bitch! I want to see you fuck it up, bitch. The jingle bells. We're working on that joke. 
Yeah, no, it's definitely in Detroit. And Stockton, too. Stockton, California. I'm from Stockton. A lot of people don't know where that's at. This one time after a show, this guy came up to me. He was like, I've heard of Stockton. I've been to Stockton. I went to rehab in Stockton. It was like the exact opposite thing you want to go to Stockton for. That's like going to the Epstein Island to stop fucking kids. That is, you're going to relapse, Doug. You're going to, you're going to relapse. It's going to happen. Not what you want, but it's what's going to happen. <sighs> Twitter. I was on Twitter. A lot of you are on Twitter. I can tell by your eyebrows. You're on fucking Twitter. I know. You're on Twitter. Over there, you're looking into the hive mind, what everyone thinks, right? What everyone thinks now is that white people have no culture. And if that's the case, who wants to take credit for meatloaf? Who wants that? Who's taking credit for that? That was created in Modesto, California. Like meth. All white culture. That's my people. It may not be pretty. It's like macaroni and cheese with hot dogs and chips on top. It, you may not like it. It may not be pretty to you or digestible, but it is my culture. I can't wait to die. Honestly, you're welcome. I did not have to do this. But I'm really glad that I did because I love Pam Benjamin and I love you guys. Thank you so much. Mark Neuer, everyone. It's always a rare treat. Uh, you can see Mark Neuer next Thursday at OMG. We're having a special little Christmas show that Rakesh said, will you do a show? Okay. Thursday the 15th, we're doing a show. <laughs> yeah, three billion gods in the firmament, and I only worship Rakesh. You're next. It's because if you got it, he's, he's Indian. Okay. You have to explain the joke. It's not funny. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, Philip Fabian. <laughs> Guys, man, 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 what a week we had, man. I don't think, I think we, I don't, I don't think I ever want to hear women ever say that men don't do enough for the WNBA anymore. Can we, am I right about that? <laughs> we gave away a fucking terrorist for a pothead. And, and this guy is so bad that he had Nicolas Cage, like, make a movie about him. Can you imagine being so bad that Nicolas Cage, already a freaking terrible actor, already has to make a movie about your ass, you know? Man, I, and uh, yeah, I just, I just, I just think, I just, the worst trade in history, honestly. I mean, honestly, can we believe this? But uh, man, what else, what else do I got here? Uh, man, has anyone ever been to Fresno? Yeah, yeah, I was, I have family in Fresno, and every time I go to Fresno, when I think of my family, friends, or I think of Fresno in general, it's, it's kind of like that one Republican uncle that kind of comes to Thanksgiving. Okay, that's not funny. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's up, Brian? How you doing? Good to see you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock star over here. Um, all right, cool. So, uh, as you can tell by my jacket, it's my favorite jacket. Yeah? Gets me late all the time. Um, never. Um, but, as you can tell by my jacket, I love taking Molly. It's, yeah. And the great thing I think about Molly is that I think it makes hanging out with stupid people awesome, you know? And it just makes things more tolerable. I mean, have you guys ever been in a rave or the Sahara tent at Coachella? 
You've been in so hard time to Coachella. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you've been, man, it, you definitely look the type. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah, honestly, man, you, you got it. You got it going on, man. I mean, you got the whole fit. You got the whole gangster mafia look going on. You look good. You look good. But, you know, when you're in the Sahara tent or any rave, you know, typically the IQ of people in there is like greater than one, but less than three. But when you're rolling on fucking Molly, suddenly they're the best friend you ever had in your fucking life. And I think it's going to be awesome when uh, everyone at a funeral takes on Molly. I don't know where I was going with that one. <laughs> <You know. laughs> uh, I think that's going to be good writing. Okay, so, uh, yeah, what else do I got here that I wrote uh, on the toilet at work? Um, uh, elections. You know, elections. I, you know, can we be frank? We could kind of see this train wreck coming from like three years away. Am I right? I mean, I feel like the next election cycle is kind of like a sequel to a movie that's never been, that never should have been made in the first fucking first place. Kind of like Air Bud 2. Have you guys ever seen Air Bud 2 or Air Bud 1? You know, in case you guys don't know, Air Bud is a, a movie about a golden retriever dog that plays basketball. And golden retriever, and the second one, Mark, is uh, called Golden Receiver, uh, where he plays football. Yeah, you know, where he plays football. Can you imagine being so fucking bad at your fucking job that you get dunked on by a dog? Man. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm going to sit this one out because, you know, the next election cycle is with, like, a senile old man and another senile old man and another senile old man, you know, Kanye West, you know. <laughs> Can we believe that that guy's in? And he hired, like, the weirdest gay guy. Okay, now I'm gonna, this is going to go on for another bit. So anyway, that's all I got. Um, yeah, have a good day, guys. Philip Fabian. I'm espousing the joys of the Airbud franchise. It really doesn't get cooking until the ninth sequel, the ninth installment, Airbud 9, Airbud in Space. Or it's Airbud. Yeah, he's got puppies, and then they all have, like, space suits. It's pretty incredible. It's like they're on a spaceship. Airbud 9. That's where they really... That's where they really move the plot along. Your next comedian. I'd like to see him play basketball against a golden retriever. Put your hands together for Jared Zeta. Golden retrievers are taller than me, by the way. Like, if I was a dog, I'd be that one. How are we doing? What's up, guys? What's up? You're dressing pretty sexy, gonna be honest. Yeah, you go. You going out today? Is it a special occasion? Oh, is that an Irish accent? Oh. Okay, I'm gonna move away from this. What's up, guys? Uh, my name is Jared. Uh, I'm from San Diego. I don't know if you. Thank you. Uh, know if you guys know what it's like to live in San Diego, but. It's hot as balls all the time. Oh, th thank you for mouthing my own joke. <laughs> you gonna say my jokes for me now? <laughs> all right. What was it? Do you know it? Yes, just like this man right here. Hot as balls, like him. You wanna know how hot? Yeah, I'm actually white. Uh, I've just been barbecued Filipino. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do stand-up because I want to be rich and famous. 
I do stand-up so I can have something to put on my Tinder bio. Saying you're a stand-up comedian is a lot better than saying you're five foot two and work at Pete's Coffee, you know? Uh, to calm down my nerves whenever I go up on stage, I like to record myself. That way I can tell myself, regardless of whether I bomb on stage, I can just look at the recording and just add a laugh track onto it. No one has to know. To be honest, all I really need is a screenshot of me with a microphone. That's all I really need for the pic on Instagram. All I really need is that and a misleading caption. No one has to know that I'm not funny. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I peaked in high school. Uh, I was uh, very popular back then. I was known as that one kid that got hit by a car. I'm, I'm glad my misery's funny to you, Fabian. Yeah, uh... Yeah, I was on my way to smoke weed with a friend at a local park, and a car hit me as I was crossing the street. You know, it's funny. Uh, my grandma always told me that smoking weed would put me in the hospital. I just didn't think it would involve a fucking Kia Sorento, you know? Uh, I was in a wheelchair and a full body cast, so it was really hard to walk, but it was really easy for me to find a homecoming date. I just went up to, like, the hottest girl I saw and just guilt-tripped the shit out of her. First, it didn't work, but eventually she caved in when I reminded her about the charges I filed for hitting me with her car in the first place. Uh, I moved out here to San, uh, San Francisco. Uh, well, San Francisco is not as hot or sunny as San Diego. San Francisco makes it up by having a thousand times more poop on the ground. Uh, San Diego's a little bit conservative. I never fit in. I was called weird a lot. Uh, but, but I feel like I fit in a lot more here in San Francisco. Finally, people don't look at me weird when I'm pooping on the street, taking heroin on the bus. Feels good to be considered normal here. Hasn't always been great, though. I actually, uh, recently just got fired. Uh, it's, yeah, uh, thank you. I, I appreciate your concern. It does suck, but honestly, dude... I feel good about it because I stood up for myself, you know? Someone needed to tell that 12-year-old I was tutoring to shut the fuck up. Honestly, dude, like, fuck children, all right? I think in some cases it should be okay to fight 12-year-olds. That should be socially acceptable. Like, honestly, dude, fuck being the bigger person. At 12 years old, they're already fucking bigger than me, all right? All right? I don't care if they're in a wheelchair. Yeah, you like that groan? Yeah. Well, you know, you know what the kid said to me. He told me if I was a car, I'd be a hot. Well, okay, you know what? All right, Pam told me to wrap it up. I'm gonna get the fuck off stage. Give it up for her. Jared Senna, everyone. He was so in the moment he didn't hear the horn. It's okay. Uh, no, it's fine. I, it's fine. I just wanted to, you. You saw the other sign. That was fantastic. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands in a wild slappy lack motion for Kava to sing. Me and Jared are the same height, so it's always really convenient when I go after him. Because, okay. <laughs> um, 
All right. Uh, my parents are super obsessed with like arranging my and my siblings' marriages. Um, and I'm not against arranged marriages. I just think that a lot of brown parents will push their sons into it to help them get their shit together, uh, which feels kind of counterintuitive, right? It's like, it's like if you saw someone was drowning and then you toss them a wife, you know? <laughs> um, but my brother, my brother, he took, he took the bait, okay? He, uh... He, uh, my brother got a wife where therapy was supposed to be, you know, and I, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I feel like we all have avoided behaviors. Like, I don't know, there, uh, anyone have tattoos, <laughs> you know, like I have, a I, um, in college, there was like a time where every girl went through like a, a great depression and then they, they ended up getting like a tattoo and it would only come, it would only have like a quote from like that would come from a motivational speaker and they would put it in like a sexy part of their body so that when they were sad, they would just like, I shouldn't waste my life, you know? <laughs> you know, but um, yeah. What was, what else was I going to say about that? Oh yeah, but my, my avoided behavior is uh, I listen, I can't stand silence, so I listen to music a lot, but I listen to too much music and I found out that it was too much because I, I found out I was in like the top point one percent of Spotify listeners. And, and I told my friend that, and she was like, how much music do you listen to? And it was like enough to make the voices disappear. <laughs> um, my, <laughs> that's not how you're supposed to respond. Um, my dad, uh, my parents drive me nuts, but I can't divorce my parents. Uh, one reason is because my dad is my prescriber. Uh, which is not, you're not supposed to do that. I was speaking to like, one of my doctors, you know, she was like, where do you get your meds from? And I was like, Dr. Singh. Um, and she was like, oh, oh, that's, that's bad practice. And I was like, technically Dutch and it's malpractice. But no, so I, I get my, I'm, I get my meds from my dad and, um, you know, it was fine. Everything was stellar for the first like 18 years of my life until I entered college. And then I started getting sexually active and then the conversation got awkward. You know, I'd be like, hey, dad, um, so how long after seeing a comedian who thinks he's going to make it should I get on Lexapro, you know? <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> is Biden alive? Anyone know? That man, he... It's so funny. My friend was scolding me for not wanting to visit my parents, so they sent me this test, my, and it says, it's called See Your Folks, and it tells you the number of times you'll see your parents before they die. And I, my parents are 65, so the test told me, you will see your parents 15 times before they die, which is dark, but it, it encourages you to visit your parents, which I realize is literally the age of Biden right now as the president. And I have no idea what he's doing, but what I do know is that when he looks, he's always like he's always like squinting, and I can't tell if it's because he's trying to confirm whether or not like that speck at the corner of his eye is like dust or like heaven's pearly gates, you know? Okay, that was it. I'm a liberal. I feel like I can say. Got to sing, everyone. Get that junk out of your eye. Um, I, I, I didn't have an, I'm sorry, I didn't know what to say. Um, your 
next comedian, I think that his name, if I could pronounce it, is the name for that gunk that you find in your eye. Uh, no, I have no idea how to pronounce his last name. One day he's got to take me in the room and like school me through it really easily. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Art G. I don't even know how to pronounce my own last name. What's going on, guys? We're all here on a Friday night. Let's give it up for us for being out here, yeah? yeah. Thank you. Guys, I'm single, uh, so I've been on dating apps. The other day, I got matched with this girl on Tinder, and her profile bio said, I don't have any kids on my own, so I don't date men with kids. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so I started talking to her, asking her what she does for work, and she said, Child Protective Services, they're the people that take kids away from abusive homes. Have you ever heard of them? I'll tell her, of course I have. Thank God for them, because I wouldn't be able to date you if they didn't take my kids away. Um, I like to date women that are out of my league, but the good thing is I'm short and bald, so that's most women. Pretty big pool to choose from. I also don't really like it when very attractive girls find, uh, are interested in me because I don't like underachievers. Do better. You know what makes dating real difficult? Inflation. Inflation has made dating real difficult. Not the economic inflation, just men exaggerating about how tall they are. You know what else? Being married. <laughs> uh, recession. Recession has made dating difficult. Again, not the economic recession, just my fucking hairline. You know what's the most difficult thing? Depression. Depression has made dating difficult. That's not a joke, guys. I'm really fucking sad. I don't know if I guys told if I don't I don't know if I told you guys this yet, but I'm bald. And what's interesting is I'm the only bald man in my family. That means there was nobody to teach me things like how to shave your head, that you're supposed to put sunscreen on top of your head, or that skinheads is not a support group for bald men. Fucked up. Alright, I have a confession, guys. I'm not really bald. I did this for material. Um, I've been in San Francisco for 20 years, and I think San Francisco is interesting because in San Francisco, it's easier to come out as gay than it is as a Joe Rogan fan. You know what I mean? You guys know how they have like designating parking spots for people with disabilities, like the handicapped parking spots? You know that God designated parking spots for assholes? They're called Tesla chargers. Another confession, guys. I'm an asshole. Um, I think it's interesting because the perception of Tesla's changed. Because like when I first got it, people were like, "Art, that's great. You must really want to save the environment." But now people are like, "Art, you're an asshole. You must really want to suck Elon's dick." And I just don't get why people assume that those two things are mutually exclusive. You know what I mean? I want to suck his dick and save the environment. All right. So I'm an immigrant, guys, and I'm Armenian. I'm an immigrant. And before coming here, my family went through like a lot of struggles and hardships. My parents are refugees. They escaped violence. We came to the U.S., didn't have anything, had to learn the language. And a lot of immigrants relate to this, right? They have similar stories. But I got this coworker that always tries to relate to me on immigrant shit. She always wants to remind me that she's an immigrant too. And it pisses me off because she's from Canada. 
You know what I'm talking about? Like two, three years ago, my country, Armenia, we were at war. We are fighting a dictator for our survival as a nation. Two, three years ago, Canada was fighting the Golden State Warriors for an NBA championship. It's not the same. I'm Armenian, but I'm also one-eighth Russian. My great-grandma was Russian. So some of that Russian thinking is still in me because sometimes I look at Canada and it'll just think like, how come U.S. hasn't invaded them yet? All right, thank you guys. Archie, everyone. Blame Canada. They're not even a real country anyway. That was lovely art. Um, all right. He's the one making San Francisco a soul-sucking wasteland of Lexuses. Thanks, Art. Your next comedian is joining us all the way from Vermont. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sam West. Yay! Hey, what's up, everybody? Is this the one? Yes, it is. All right. Hey, you guys seem pretty cool. I like to try some new things on Friday, or at least I'm saying that now, so I start doing that. Is that okay with you all? Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to try and rework a few things, too. Jesus Christ. Starting with putting the mic stand up. We're just going to stay there. All right. Uh, all right, new stuff. I have a friend, he's colorblind. I tried to do a coloring book with him, but all he could see was blank pages. I accidentally put my pizza in the oven at 32 degrees instead of 320. Now it's baked frozen. All right, this next one is more just airing out frustrations than anything. God put a squirrel knuckle where my moose knuckle should be. Okay, uh, I'm going to try telling a, uh, uh, it used to be like a one-liner S thing. I'm going to try dragging it out and, and adding some new things. Uh, I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know, things without strings attached. Like, I like the strings. Give me the strings. That's why I only fuck puppets now. I had to break it off with Pinocchio. I really liked him, but he kept doing and saying excessively kinky shit. Like the first night, he wanted me to tie him up by his own strings. I thought, oh, this is kind of weird, not really my thing, but you know what, teach their own. The second night, he wanted me to stare deep into his puppet hole without blinking. I thought, this is getting very, very uncomfortable, but you know, each their own. The third night, he wanted to role play. He wanted me to pretend to be another puppet, Elmo. I was like, all right, you know, uh, fuck it, I'll, uh, Elmo, Elmo, Elmo likes that. You know, I can, I can fuck with Elmo. But he never told me what he was gonna be. And I had to find out the hard way, because midway through coitus, he turned around and said, I'm a real boy. <laughs> All right, we're all having fun. Uh, I'm not into the idea that Amazon can map out my house with those new Roomba vacuum cleaners. So every now and then, I like to take mine and put it on a treadmill and just let it go. And I like to think somewhere in a dark room, Jeff Bezos is losing his mind, wondering why I have a four-mile-long hallway in my little apartment. Did you blow the horn already yet, Pam? <laughs> okay, cool. I'm going to try a couple other things then, but I forgot where I put them, so here we go, here we go. Reworking these, rather. Thanks, guys. Uh, okay. Uh, I lost my job recently. Tough day. Spent an entire week looking for it, retracing my steps. I finally found it. I was so excited. But when I went back, they were so upset I had been missing for five days. They fired me. 
I'm gonna end with this one, I think, all right? Uh, one last silly one. My mother tried to kill herself when she was younger. She got real drunk, got behind the wheels of a car, drove recklessly into a tree, but walked away unharmed. About a week later, true story, she found out she was pregnant with the beautiful baby boy you see standing in front of you today. But I can't help but wonder, had she known she was pregnant, would she have still have had those drinks before the attempt? All right, thanks everybody, appreciate it. Yay, Sam Wes, drying out new stuff. I didn't know that was the purpose of a Roomba. Of course it is. Of course it is, so they can map out everyone's houses for when the attack comes. Uh, right? Uh, I'll never get it. I'm never letting AI in the in my house. It's just like a vampire. You have to invite them in. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Wow, you're tall. Uh, um... So recently, my company laid off 1,200 people, and I think my time is coming soon, you know, and it's a, it's a, scary, it's a scary time. Like, I started thinking all these thoughts, like, oh my God, San Francisco is so expensive. If I lose my job, I'm not going to be able to afford groceries, but also, I'm going to lose so much weight without even trying, you know. People are going to be like, oh, my God, what diet are you on? You look amazing. I'm going to be like, oh, my God, California unemployment. You know, I think it's going to be really nice. Uh, recently, I got an exciting opportunity to do a show in L.A., and when the promotional flyer got posted, another comic posted and said, isn't it crazy how some people just get opportunities because they're cute and not because they're actually talented? And I was so shocked, I messaged him. I had to say something. I was like, hey, I didn't know you thought I was cute. That's a real nice compliment. I was real flattered. I was like, if you wanted to sleep with me, just say so, you know? It's real nice. Um, I spent most of my childhood uh, with my cousins in Taiwan, which uh, just meant that I learned how to do the peace sign a lot in uh, every given opportunity. I really, I really enjoy doing the peace sign to like say hello to people, but it gets real awkward when they're not trying to say hello back to me. <laughs> you know, like I feel like when you're waving at someone and they're not trying to say hi back to you, you can kind of play it off and just like move your hair. But when you're doing a peace sign and they just like try and walk past you, like what do you do? I'm just like. Oh, it's a bunny, you know? Like, it's really awkward. Um, let's see. Um, I've, always, I've always struggled with my sexuality. When I was younger, I was convinced that I was a lesbian. My whole high school career, I thought I was a lesbian. Turns out I just wanted friends, you know, which is a insane realization. I was like, oh, I don't want to see a vagina. I just want companionship. You know, it's wild. Um, the first time that I watched lesbian porn, I, I, I kind of liked it up until the actual porn part. You know? <laughs> Leading up to it, they were just chit-chatting in their pajamas, and I was like, oh, that seems really nice. I would like that too. <laughs> you know? Um, let's see, those were really the main things I wanted to do. 
um, oh, uh, it's it is crazy. It, it is crazy that that it's December. You know, it's almost the end of the year. In January, I had a New Year's resolution to procrastinate less, and I have not started that New Year's resolution yet. So I have a couple weeks left. So that's nice. All right, thank you. Denise Lee, everyone. All right, your next comedian. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen him here. He's a really cute little dog with him. Yay! Put your hands together for Dominion Sims. Yay! Hello. Why is the ocean salty? Because the sky is bigger. Yeah. Um, so everyone knows what the Escape from Alcatraz triathlon is? Pretty much, it's an event where 2,000 athletes start on Alcatraz, then they swim a mile and a half in cold, choppy water to San Francisco, and ride a bike through the city's hills for 18 miles, and finish the race by running eight miles on a trail. Years ago, there was a 40-year-old something who was not so handicapped for having one arm placed 20th in the top 20. They interviewed the guy after the race, after the competition, and he was quoted as saying, I would have came in sooner if I wasn't swimming in circles at the start. His, his friends now call him a circle jerk. What do old TV sets and women have in, uh, have share the share in common? If they start acting up, you can usually go back to watching the game in peace after a good smack. <laughs> yeah, see, she's laughing. She wants to laugh. It's a, it's a, it's a shocker joke. And yeah, they'll tell you the truth. Gals usually like that shit more than guys do. <laughs> so it's one little shocker joke. Good, good, good sense of humor. Speaking about hard slaps. Damn, I guess Will Smith really is from West Philadelphia. Born and raised. Footwork was impeccable. Defense impregnable. I heard a lot of new comics. I hear a lot of new comics talking about jerking off. I'm going to talk about picking my nose. Oh, <laughs> I'll admit that it's an unsavory habit, but it feels really good. <laughs> when you have wide nostrils, it makes rummaging around super inviting. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh. I'm also a switch picker, so I can pick us equally well <laughs> with both hands. Sorry, this is the first time I've ever done this. But I hate when I can't, I hate when I cut my fingernails. Boogers will turn into fucking gold medal Olympian wrestlers with the twisting, turning, and rubbing starts happening. And I'm like, and I'm extending for the hard to reach places instead of getting an easy hook and pull. I'm so involved in the moment, it looks like I'm pointing to different parts of my brain. 
If it were a cartoon, a finger would pass through the white of my eyes, maybe poke a pupil and it'll move around a little bit. And on occasion, someone catches me in full dig mode. They look like I stuck my finger at my ass before it was in my nose. Uh, and I'll finish with, I'm from a dangerous part of the East Bay called the East Bay. It, yeah, it's, it's pretty bleak. And um, after spending a day in San Francisco and then going back to the East Bay, it's like crashing really hard off drugs. You know, you go from a place with museums and culture to where the bay is spelled D-A-B-A-E. You go from grand openings to grand closings. I saw three friends of mine on Facebook dressed in flannel head to toe who were going to a pajama jam. The post read, go outside and enjoy the colors. I thought to myself, no, nah, I'm going to stay inside and avoid the gunfire. That's all I have. Dominion Sims, the only guy that liked COVID tests. <laughs> Remember when they swab your brain with the thingy? You clap your hands wildly, everybody. Your next comedian, Kelly Evans. What's up? Um, you guys ever see Grizzly Man, like the documentary? Uh, I was just watching it recently. If you don't know what it is, it's a documentary about this guy. And in like the first 20 minutes, it's just like him. And he's in Alaska and he spends all his time with these grizzly bears and they like play around. And it's like beautiful and magical. And then it cuts to a park ranger and the park ranger's like, we told that fucking guy those bears are going to eat him, you know? And, <laughs> and it, then it's just like montage of expert after expert about like, this guy is an idiot. Like clearly these bears are not his family. They are going to murder him. But then you see him for the rest of the movie and like, dude, this connection he has with these bears is crazy. Like he'll like go pet them and they just let him. And you're like, you know what? Fuck that park ranger. That guy doesn't fucking know what he's talking about. Like clearly there's something going on here. And then you get to the end of the movie and yeah, they ate him. They fucking ate him. They, they did eat that guy. What a fucking idiot. You know, <laughs> like listen to the fucking ranger. Um, uh, I got time for, I'm going to do one story and then, and get off. Uh, I, uh, this is like about, uh, an ex-girlfriend I had that, uh, broke my heart, uh, and also my, uh, laptop and, uh, several other items. Anyway, the point is we, um, we met at a job that we both, we worked at the same restaurant and like immediately like clicked, you know, somebody you meet and you're just like, oh, wow. Like somebody actually also likes the walking dead, you know, like that's not, you know, like it's a woman, you know, that's not like a weird fanboy. And, uh, you know, we had other things in common. So obviously she starts fucking somebody else at work, you know, so that's what she did, you know, playing hard to get right. And, um, but she said like, she would not like leave me alone. She kept like pursuing me still. And so I eventually was just like, Hey, you got to like pick a direction, you know, you either leave me alone and date this guy or, you know, we're together and that's it. And so that's what she did. You know, she picked me and everybody was happy except for the guy, Casey. He was not, he was upset. He was definitely upset. And turns out everybody we worked with as well, cause they love this guy. And because he was like, he plays guitar. He's pretty like, he is like, uh, he saved two people's lives with the Heimlich maneuver. He hurtled over a table once. This guy was like Jesus of the restaurant and I just crucified the shit out of him. But I'm agnostic, so fuck him, you know? Um, anyway, so uh, right around that same time, uh, Sally starts uh, having, like, episodes, you know? Like, here we would call it bipolar, but in Texas we're just like, she's quirky, you know? Like, that's kind of just how, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, she lights her stuff on fire. That's cute. You know, like, that's 
what the vibe was, which is fine, you know, because, but I was like in love and I felt like, I don't know, I had like a bit of a, it, I was like, do I, what do I do? Should I, you know, because I asked her to go to therapy. I was like, hey, whatever, CBT, EMDR, whatever, just do something. And she decided to go to a therapy that we developed in Texas called, I'm fucking fine, move on, you know? So, uh, so that did not work out. Anyway, we're, um, I'm like, I'm having a dilemma, right? Do I dump her? What, what I will just keep trying. And so the solution for that was, let's move in together. Let's move into and move to San Francisco where we know nobody else. So that did not make things better. As you can guess, she got wild after that. Like she started interrogating me after I get off work and, uh, cause I'd split cabs with people I worked with and I, wor I, I worked with this woman and she's like, oh yeah, you, you want to fuck Helen? And I'm like, Helen is 60. All right. And a lesbian. So she's not into me. Anyway, I tried. Um, no, <laughs> No, so, <laughs> so, uh, so eventually things kind of like peak to where um, she kind of loses her shit and just full on comes home one night drunk and just starts swinging on me. And then, yeah, fucking hit me in the face a couple times, broke the laptop, cops had to get involved. It was a whole thing. I was like, this is it. I'm breaking up with you. And she's like, so we're on a break? Is that, you know? <laughs> She did not really see what I was trying to say. And so I moved out and I was staying with a friend of mine. And the thing is, uh, she started being really sweet after that. She's like writing me little poems and like apologizing. Like, I would never do that again. I'm so sorry. And to be honest, things were not going well on Tinder. So I was considering it. I was like, you know what? Maybe it could be better, you know? Maybe it'll improve. And then one night... It's like 3 a.m. and I'm like on a kink website, you know, like a dating website, you know, like uh, collar.com or something. Whatever. Don't, you know, fucking don't judge me. Anyway, I'm on there and I'm like, I got to close it down. And I start getting call after call from my ex. And I'm like, I'm just going to go to sleep. And I uh, realized uh, after this that she had hacked my computer and was tracking all my web activity. And so she had seen me chatting with somebody on this kink website and then rented a Prius for an hour, drove it underneath an awning, and then climbed up a fire escape three floors to then threaten me on the window. And I was like, yeah. She's like, I'll break this fucking window to get in. And I was like, you're going to wake up the guy next door. <laughs> and she did not care. And she was like, go ahead and call the cops again. I was like, okay, we're going to talk, you know? So I went downstairs, and after, like, hours of finally conversing, I, I finally got the point across as like, this is like, this is over the line and that's it. And I never, I was like, that was a line. I was like, I never spoke to her again after that. Cause I had to respect myself, you know? I mean, we did have sex like three more times, but after that, that's when I respected myself. Thank you very much. That's my time. Appreciate it. Have a great night. Yay. Kelly Evans, that was so entertaining. I just didn't want to honk you or stop you because your flow was so perfect. That is, I loved your story and that was, it's magical. I'm glad you're still with us. That was really, <laughs> Gary, she might've killed you. So that's nice. I might've been one of those girls. You guys, the craziest thing I ever did, I had a guy who was, we kind of were, I thought he was my boyfriend. He wasn't my boyfriend. I didn't understand how that worked in college. But I broke into his apartment when he wasn't there and I baked cookies and then I cleaned up. So I left a plate full of warm cookies on the kitchen. And he was like, you are psychotic. Never talk to me again, 
ever. And I was like, I thought that's like a sweet thing to do. If someone broke into my apartment, baked me cookies and cleaned up after themselves, I'd be flattered. I'd be in love. I, that would be the end. I'll be, I'd be like, let's get married. And I don't even believe in marriage. That's why I'm like the girl who I'm the type of girl that would climb the fire escape and throw pebbles at it like I'm Bobby Brady. Like it's romantic, isn't it? <laughs> Put your hands together for your next comedian, Brian Clune. Has the taste for ducks and duck sauce, so tell off digger, digger grave for the bones, sticks and stones while I kick some ancient holes. There we go. Hi everyone. First time here. Thanks, Pam. Thanks. I'm going to try out some new stuff as well. Uh, holidays are here. We just got our Festivus poll set up. Uh, I wonder uh, if anybody else is enjoying the holidays. It's a great time of year. But for me, there's a special thing that goes on this time of year because I'm a nogaholic. I'm a nog addict. I love the golden liquid, eggnog. Oh, Pam too. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I drink it right out of the carton, and and it's so thick, it's like spackle, but mmm, intense nogginess. I re I really like that. Uh, but generally, I hate Christmas. I know that's not a great thing to flare, uh, but fortunately. Eggnog helps me through uh, this dilemma uh, because, uh, well, eggnog and brandy always makes me feel better. Uh, also, uh, <clears throat> what? Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Eggnog makes Christmas. Well, if I had my glasses on, I'd be able to read this. <laughs> and, and you'd think that because I wrote it, I might have remembered. <laughs> okay, so the last one here is... Uh, uh, eggnog and brandy makes Christmas dandy. Latte, eggnog latte will make your day. And then the last one here is, if any of you are looking for a delicious and nutritious fetage, then eggnog golden showers. That's what I recommend. Uh, we did get a dog for Christmas last year, and we named it eggnog. Uh, it's a problem, though, if I tell my wife that the uh, eggnog has expired. <laughs> I, I have to explain to her that I'm talking about the stuff in the refrigerator. But uh, Noggy is a smart doggy. I, I really uh, enjoy that dog. And to be good parents, uh, we took the dog to dog obedience school, and, and uh, we're just about fully trained at this point, a year later. Uh, I've stopped barking. I no longer chew shoes. And uh, I don't hump visitors when they come over anymore. So I'm, I'm learning uh, how to be a good dog. And uh, 
and the dog wants to go around the neighborhood about twice a day. So we go around the neighborhood together, peeing on all sorts of bushes. Uh, the neighbor doesn't like it when I pee on her rose bush, but you know, I've been trained. And, uh, and what I learned was, you gotta watch out for those thorns on the, on the bush. And uh, also she'll chase me out of her yard if I take a dump on her lawn. So uh, I, I'm still working on some of my training, but we're doing okay. And uh, thanks for putting up with me. You know, I'm old, I may not be able to get back here ever again. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking into the light here and hoping I don't move that way. Uh, but Pam told me I'm almost out of time and, and that's a bad message for me, but, <laughs> but, I, but I understand Pam and, and thanks for having me. Clune, everyone. Yay. He's so old he has to use reading glasses to pack his bong. Um, here's a little trick with eggnog, everybody. Um, this is a little trick that I made up. Eggnog is actually just liquid ice cream. So if you want to make the easiest, coolest thing for Christmas, you just get eggnog and put it into an ice cream machine and bada bing, bada boom, it just turns into ice cream. So you can impress your friends or your parents or whatever by ice cream just make because yeah serve it with pumpkin pie oh my god frozen i okay anyway so you all try it this year if your mom has has an ice cream machine i of course have an ice cream machine i don't know any other comic that would though but i bet brian has one at his house your next comedian he probably has an ice cream machine at his house he strikes me actually he strikes me as the kind of guy who would do the old school way of the two coffee cans inside each other with like the ice and the salt Put your hands together for John Madden. Thank you, Pam. And yes, we do have an ice cream machine. <laughs> yes, you absolutely nailed it. Uh, hi, I'm on the, uh, this is the last uh, step of my introductory tour of the open mics for San Francisco. I'm just going around introducing myself to all of you wonderful comedians who make up 99% of the audiences. And, and I, I just want to say I'm, I'm really happy to be sharing such awesome company because there's some funny people here tonight and even somebody probably older than me. So that's, that's nice for me too. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Pam, also, who is an amazing uh, backbone of the whole scene. I, it's interesting, I chose this, this last uh, sort of introductory phase uh, here because years and years ago I was, uh, we did a radio show here uh, called Radius Radio with my friend Kevin Harris. Good uh, hello out there if you're listening. Um, I know there are other people listening, but bother with, with all of that. Uh, <laughs> so um, I am from Michigan. I do like hockey. I grew up uh, a long, long ass time ago, like re like Atari, like floppy disks, like no Metro Transit, no internet, no internet, no prodigy, uh, not even Madonna. I, when I <laughs> when I was growing up, there was she was just some lady from Detroit. That oh yeah, she's probably gonna do something as soon as she gets the hell out of here, which is what I did, and uh, that helped me do anything at all as well. Michigan is born to move. That's roughly how it was uh, when I was growing up. Uh, probably still is, uh, although things have gotten a little bit better uh, since the militias have been put in their place a little bit. There's uh, less toxic waste, there's less people. Um, and here we are in San Francisco where there's an enormous amount of people and an enormous amount of 
empty apartments and then those people live on the streets and uh, that works out pretty well, I guess, for the people who own the empty apartments. But I pay like 12,000 a month, so you know I got it figured out because I got a studio. So, you know, <laughs> plenty of room uh, for the whole family. Um, I'm kind of not, not really certain what I'm doing up here right now. <laughs> I, I'm just sort of flailing a little bit, and that's kind of fun, because I haven't really done that yet, you know? This is still, I'm in like open mic number three. I'm like exploring the medium, you know? So it's like, what are we gonna do? Crowd work or referential humor? Go down to Dennis Miller Hill? Oh boy, that 100 years of war, that's hilarious, you know? Um, the, uh, the other line I'm in is, uh, uh, broadcasting and history. So I'm a, I was a historian for many years, which makes everything seem just kind of irrelevant and futile and just a drop of water in a giant river, if you're to believe Parmenides or Heraclitus. And yes, I can do a whole routine that would be good in 2400 BCE, but I don't know that anybody here is going to really pick up on all those Corinthian jokes. Uh, you know, oh, Thessalonica. Boy, now that's a swinging, that's his boy, they, you know, those Thessalonicans. Um, See, nobody gets it. Dead, dead, deadpan. No, no, nothing. <laughs> dead. <laughs> and get that damn clown out of here. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I guess that's all for now. There's, there's going to be more later. Thank you very much, and welcome aboard. Sean Madden. Don't worry, I know who Heraclitus is. Heraclitus is the guy who says that you never step in the same river twice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and now we was the Thessalonians from the Bible, but Thessaloniki is still a town. It's a, the northernmost biggest. It's like the third biggest town in Greece. Yeah, um, I like to read too. <laughs> That's like no one. It's okay. No one will ever get your jokes either. I love putting like I love having like really deep references, and people just look at me blankly. They're like, "Oh, you know how to read? Uh, can't you talk about Tinder like everybody else?" Put your hands together, everybody. One more time for John Madden. Yay! All right. Um, your next comedian is also pretty new and um, very lovely. Clap your hands together for Raphael Wolfgang. Yay. Hey, how are we doing, guys? Oh, thank you. <laughs> are you oh, it's Machine. Hi, how's it going, Machine? Fuck yeah. Have you gone up yet? No, you're going, okay, you're going up. Oh man, well, wait till you see this guy. I know he looks like Terminator from the back, but from the front, mm, fucking beautiful. Anyway, I'm gonna stop um, uh, expressing my man crush up here and get into my set. I'm gonna tell you guys a little story about my childhood, actually. Uh, when I was a kid, I really liked the word pop, you know? The word pop was a lot of fun, right? Like uh, popcorn is way more fun than corn, right? And a popsicle is way cooler than a sickle. And a pop is way better than no dad. <laughs> yeah, that was that was sadder than I implied at the beginning. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's true though. I didn't have a dad growing up. I did have a single mom though. Uh, you can give it up for single moms. Yeah, we're feeling like yeah, we're feeling single moms tonight. That's good. That's good shit. I like single moms a lot. You know, my mom was a small business owner, which is really cool. But it would have been cooler if it was a mom and pop shop. <laughs> You know, it's, it just rolls off the tongue better. It sounds better than just small business owner, you know, mom and pop shop. That, that's fun, isn't it? Mom and pop. Mom and pop. Yeah. Also, if you have a mom and pop shop, that means you have a dad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, my brother is a uh, woodworker. Uh, that's what he, he calls himself a woodworker. We just, we just call him a cocksucker. 
<laughs> so uh, I have a small penis. Anyone else have a small penis? <laughs> just just one woman, huh? It's <laughs> none of the men. Just one 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 woman has a small penis. Okay, okay, that's cool. Everyone everyone's packing heat. One out of one out of one out of six. And sure, that's weird. That's statistically that's pretty unlikely, isn't it? One out of <laughs> One out of six. That's interesting. That's weird. That's weird how that works, you know. No one else? No? No one wants to man up? No one wants to raise their hand? No? Come on. One person. Just for fun. Sam, you want to go? Okay. Never mind. Never mind. It's not even going to be funny anymore. It's not even going to be funny anymore. It took too long. It took way too fucking long to get someone. Fuck. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on. <laughs> So I have a small penis, though. Mine is very small. You know, I know you guys are all fucking packing heat, but not me. Not fucking me. I'm just standing up here with a small fucking penis. First of all, why don't you guys fucking do OnlyFans or something? Why do you have to crowd up the comedy scene with your big dicks? Jesus Christ. You guys have other options. You guys have fucking options. Jesus. No, but my dick is small. I need a Viagra just to look flaccid. You know what I mean? It's pretty fucking small. I was dating this girl for a little while, and she broke up with me a little while ago and said, it's not you, it's me. My pussy is too big. <laughs> yeah, so it was mostly, I guess it's not that small. It was mostly on, on her, mostly her fault. But yeah. Dating has been tough, though. I took a dick pic the other day and I got arrested for child pornography. <laughs> <laughs> she always nails the timing on that, doesn't she? That was good shit. Yeah, that was good shit. No, yeah, but it is small, though. <laughs> it is small, yeah. I, t I tried to tell the judge, you know, I was like, I went to fucking court for child porn and I told him, I was like, hey, that's my dick in the picture. And he said, you're going to juvie. <laughs> Gotta be 18 to take a dick pic, buddy. Yeah, it's small. All right, I'm gonna run uh, one more, a couple more jokes. One, one more joke past you. Um, so uh, my brother tried to commit suicide when he was a kid by overdosing on Flintstone vitamin gummies. Yeah, he choked to death. <laughs> 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 I figured that might happen. I figured I got one big laugh and one oh, which is that makes that makes sense. That's pretty much how that joke's always gonna go, right? Anyway, guys, my name is Raphael Wolfgang. Thank you. Keep your hands clapping for Raphael Wolfgang. Hey, this is exciting. We have another new person, brand new to the room. I've never seen them before on any stage, and I'm excited to see what happens. Put your hands together, everybody, for Emily Rudolph. I'm not gonna do it. Wow, I feel really tall now. Um, hi, thank you, Pam, for doing this. Thanks, everybody, for being here tonight. Um, at the end, too, that's exciting. So, uh, yeah, I've also been doing my first San Francisco open mic tour this week. So, congrats to you for doing it. Um, yeah, this morning on, on BART, uh, I was verbally accosted by a religious man who took it upon himself to tell me what sexually transmitted demons are. I don't know if it was the nose ring or just like my general demeanor, but he locked onto me from across the train in a black trench coat. Uh, <laughs> have any of you guys ever heard that that's old saying, a wolf in sheep's clothing? Um, well, the worst, the worst STD I ever caught was actually a, an ex-boyfriend of mine. And, uh, oh, I messed that up. I messed that up. All right, I'm going to tell it to you guys again. I fucked it up. I fu God damn it. No. Okay, have any of you guys ever caught an STD? I expected that, <laughs> especially now. Um, <laughs> the worst sexually transmitted demon I ever caught was actually an ex-boyfriend of mine. 
Um, and if you've ever heard that old saying, a wolf in sheep's clothing, you never truly know a demon until you dressed up in women's lingerie. It's, it's okay if you didn't like it, but now it's worse because I had to retell it twice, so it's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I've lived in the Bay Area for about five years now, though. It's been good, pretty good to me overall. I finally got a gay best friend, um, and the conversations he and I have are far better than anything I, I ever imagined. The other day, we were hitting our vapes outside of work, and he turned to me and said, you know, you should really try that anally. It just hits different. Um, again, sometimes that joke is just for me, but I like it. It's fine. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, I was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, which means a lot of things, but mainly it means that I have a Fox News dad. And uh, he just, he says ridiculous shit to me. He has my whole life. And um, we used to go vacationing in Southern California every summer. And one year we were packing up the car, getting ready to leave. And I, I looked at him and I said, I really love it here, you know, the beach, the sound of the ocean. I don't want to go home. And my dad, he's about six, seven, 300 pounds, fat cigar hanging out of his mouth, not an ounce of expression on his face. And he looks at me and says, stay then. You can sell your body to survive. So <laughs> now I sell feet pics on OnlyFans and I'm giving comedy a try. Uh, <laughs> the same qualities don't go over so well in, uh, in California, though, like nobody wants to hit my Tinder profile, right, and see like campy ca uh, hobbies, camping and skeet shooting, does her own car maintenance, can clean a fish. Um, in fact, when you're on dating sites in Phoenix, right, like 50% of the guys, their profile picture is just a picture of them with a fish. Um, <laughs> and like it's, it's always a beer, a baseball cap, and a fish, right? Like sometimes it's just the fucking fish. And that's not a joke. I just like to share that. So you understand what I was dealing with. Um, <laughs> I've been thinking about this, right? Like when I get on there, I don't want to see your fish picks. I want to see some dicks, right? So think about this. So this is what I'll leave you guys with. What if when guys took pictures of their dicks, they took the picture like it was a freshly caught fish, okay? Lube it up a little, present it to me, hold it up with a smile, put on a nice hat. You know what I'm saying? Um, Anyway, that's all I have for you guys tonight. Thank you. <laughs> Yay, Emily Rudolph, everyone. I got my first STD from my marriage. Uh, you might get that someday too. It's sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get. When you get married, Brian Clune knows all about that. Your next me. Um, we've got three left. Okay, so it's going to be Machine, then Josh, then. Duraj, um, then me, but you don't have to stay for me. But there's still, there's, there's three. Um, so here we go. I'm really excited. Put your hands together, everybody, for Machine. Yay. All right, cunts, how's it going? So that's acceptable in the UK and anywhere else apart from America. So um, BYG got out today, thank fuck, because otherwise I would have had to do the same sketch as last week, which I'm not going to do. Has anyone else been involved in a prisoner swap ever? No, I have. Yeah, I was in Canada. I was riding through, uh, it was December 2009, riding through this small town about, well, it's about half the size of San Francisco, looking for a, a karaoke bar. Drizzling, drizzling ice cold rain, and I'm stuck at traffic lights with the girl I'm with, and we're all in wetsuits, we're all wet in rain gear and shit. And this paddy wagon pulls up beside us. Absolutely pishing with rain, dark as it is out there just now. So I knock, being a dumbass, I knock on the window of the cop, cop van. 
and he rolls it down, and I say, "Ah, oh, hello, uh, do, you, do you happen to know where Maserati's is? And he went, Maserati's? He goes, you look more like a Ford guy myself, yourself. I'm like, yes, well, actually, I do. I own a Ford Mustang, but I'm looking for the karaoke bar Maserati's. And he's like, yeah, uh, where are your lights? And I was like, lights? He's like, yeah, the lights for your bike. Where are your lights? This guy looked like Hank, Hank from King of the Hill. He's like, where are your lights on your bike? I was like, uh, they got stolen at the liquor store about 10 minutes ago when I was in there getting some shots. He's like, you're at the liquor store? He said, like, what were you doing there? I was like, I was getting some shots. He's like, what What did you do with the shots? I was like, I drank them. It's freezing out here. We had a couple of shots of whiskey, and we got fucking, we're fucking been drinking all day. We're hammered. He's like, you're drunk, and you have no lights. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I thought we'd established that already. Yeah, I'm drunk, and I have no lights. He's like, sir, you're going to have to dismount now. And I'm like, dismount? Oh, he's a Mountie, so that's what they say. They say dismount in Canada. So he says, just wait there. And I'm like, all right, this light's still red. I'm not going anywhere. So he comes around the front of the car, front of the truck, and he goes, you've been drinking, haven't you? I was like, yeah, like all day. <laughs> and he's like, well, you're going to be getting a BUI now. I was like, a BUI? Is that like a present you get from in Canada when you come visiting? He's like, no, you're in serious trouble. Do you know what a BUI is? The same as a DUI in Canada, Biking under the influence is exactly the same as a DUI here. You're gonna get you're gonna get fucking locked up for the night. You're gonna get a ten thousand dollar fine, and you're gonna lose your license. And I've only got a green card coming into the country. So the girl I'm with standing there, she goes, she he goes, Miss, you have to dismount. And the rain's pushing down on us. So he goes, dismount, Miss, and she's like more wasted than I am. She's had two shots, but she's drunk more than me all day. She gets off her bike and falls backwards and hits the ground. Her head, luckily she's wearing a helmet, hits the, hits the fucking ground. Already? Oh shit, I'm never going to finish this story. <laughs> she hits, hits the ground and he goes, he goes, he's like, so she's been drinking, you've been drinking. I'm going to have to write you up. So he gets his notebook up and then suddenly from the heavens or from hell, wherever he came from, this otherwise homeless, otherwise housed person jumps up from anywhere and goes, fuck you, you fascist pig. I'm like, I just stand there totally just looking at this guy going, what the fuck? He just appears from nowhere. And he, and the the Royal Mighty Police, he just turns around and he goes, I'll be with you in a minute, sir. Just like they do in Canada. And the homeless guy goes, you're not going to ruin those guys' lives like you ruined mine. And he slaps the notebook out of the cop's hand. And the cop just goes, fucking hell. I'm standing there. I'm totally speechless. The girl's lying on the ground. And he puts his hand up, the, ha, he puts the guy's hand up his back and slams him against the fucking, against the uh, wagon. And he turns around, he turns around, and he's slammed up like this. And he pushes against, he goes, he goes, run to me. And I'm just sitting there, I'm standing there going, fucking what's happening? So I help the girl up. I know I've only got two seconds. This is a long story. I should have typed this fucker. <laughs> anyway, so... So, so he, the cops smashing him up against the van. He's pushing back off the van, and he keeps going, "Run!" So I'm like, "Excuse me, officer, I'm leaving." As he's calling for backup on the on his radio, he's got his radio his shoulder going, "Backup, four blocks from Maserati's." I'm like, "Oh, four blocks from Maserati's. That's just where I'm going." 
So me and the girl, we get up and we fucking leg it. So we leg it and the guy's just smashed up against the side of the van still. We go back to the liquor store, buy some flashlights from there, tape them on with scotch tape, go to the fucking, uh, go to the um, karaoke place and have a great time. Get a taxi home because we don't want to get caught. In the morning, we're walking back to get the bikes and this homeless dude comes up and he goes, would you like to buy a bike light? And I'm like, well, how much do you want for it? And he's like, $2. I was like, why do you want the $2? He's like, I need a coffee. I'm like, dude, here's 20 bucks. Wherever you got that light, it was my bike from yesterday, and I fucking love you forever. So now I philanthropically give to the homeless. I've given them thousands over the past years, all because of uh, that one guy who saved my fucking ass in Canada. Thank you. Yay! The machine made it out of Canada alive. Okay, three comics left. Clap your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Hello, which one? Good timing. Um, As you may or may not have recently realized, I have IBS. Um, It is bad. I'm sorry for whoever goes in there next. Uh, uh, So I have IBS. It's weird going... Uh, like it was fine over the pandemic because it was like work from home and all that. But now I'm going back into the office, and it's like really embarrassing when you have to get up like every hour and like. There's a lot of work in there. It's embarrassing when like you know people know what you're doing because you have to get up every hour, come back down, get up. So what I'm trying to do is instead of making my coworkers think that I'm just shitting myself in there, I'm trying to convince them that I have a horrible cocaine habit. So every time I walk out of the bathroom, I'm just like, (sighs) definitely wasn't uh, shitting myself in there. No, sir. I don't know. There's a different way to put that. I don't know. It's an issue, too, because I've never done cocaine, so I don't really know what you're supposed to do to act like you've done coke. So I'm just kind of having to rely on what I've seen in movies. So, you know, you get out, you do, like, the the nose thing a bunch, you, uh, well, so you like you laugh unnecessarily at every joke. Someone's like, "Oh, Monday's right," and you're like, ha, 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 ha. Um, "What else do you do? You uh, pretend to brush your teeth. I've seen that in movies. After they do cocaine, they're like, it's actually why they cut cocaine with baking soda is to keep those teeth clean. Um, what else do you do? You um, you flirt with your boss. Um, you show off." The Rolex that you recently bought her to her ex-husband, who may or not may not be a cop, who's just trying to come to California for a Christmas party, you know? Uh, you get yourself abducted by German terrorists. Most of what I know about cocaine comes from Die Hard. Um, I fucking love that. T- I'm I'm trying to model my my beard after that that dude, Hollis. All right, new jokes. Um, <laughs> uh, I uh, never really got sex ed. Like uh, uh <laughs> I never really got much sex ed. Like my, I think my dad gave me the talk once when I was like 12. He walked me to the park. And he sat me down on a bench and he looked me in the eyes and he was like, "Josh, be careful." And that was it. Like I don't even know if that was about sex. That could have just been like, "Be careful. Don't eat too many eggs. Cholesterol's a bitch." I don't know. Um, then I went to I went to high school. Never really got any sex ed there. Um, we had this uh, we had this pregnant woman teach us absence only sex education, which I mean I guess if you c- can't do teach, 
but I thought that was taking it a little overboard. It was a Q&A. You know what? Fuck this. We're going to do some one-liners. Um, I was on the phone out there with a buddy of mine who's uh, battling a crippling addiction to pornography, but uh, I talked to him for a while, and it sounded like he was beating it. So he's struggling. God, I missed the laugh there. Uh, <laughs> um, I can't flirt. I, uh, I'm, I'm horrible at flirting. Here's how bad I am at flirting. In college, uh, in college, I was in this fraternity, and every week we throw these parties. Every week I'd flirt with girls. Every week I get rejected. And in my senior year, this girl comes up to me, and she's like, Josh, thank you so much for having us. It's just so nice to be somewhere where the guys aren't all just trying to fuck us. I'm so bad at flirting, I accidentally create a safe space for women. I think that's all I want to do. Thanks, everyone. Josh Kotsky, making ladies feel safe all over the bay. That's fantastic. That's lovely. Um, two more comedians left. Put your hands together for. I'm gonna. I'm, I've been practicing practicing this in my head all night. Okay, here we go for Daraj Nela Panini. Yay! Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, you guys are really white. I I hate to like just point it out and be rude like that, but. Yeah, it's true. Um, so, uh, uh, f like, uh, a lot of people are mad at Adidas because they took so long to drop Kanye West. And, like, I get it. Like, obviously, a lot of those statements he made were terrible. But on the other hand, I, I could see Adidas's point of view, too, just because um, I, like, uh, own a Kanye West T-shirt that I bought in, like, 2014 from a concert. And it's, like, one of the three nice shirts that I own. Like, it's that, this, and then, like, one other shirt, you know? And, like, the more statements Kanye made, like, the, the more I had to, like, like, I had to, like, kind of find that line for myself. So is it still okay for me to wear this shirt in public? All right, you know what? You guys are not... Uh, th thanks, Pam. Th thanks, Pam. But, like, all right, that joke was not working. Where that, That's going in the trash. All right, that's cool. Yeah, Kanye jokes are overplayed anyway. All right, I'm, I'm gonna try a story. I'm gonna try a story. Let's let's do this. Uh, so, you guys ever get like uh, Instagram ads that are like so like off that you just feel offended, like you're just pissed at the algorithm? Yeah, dude. Like the other day, I got this ad, and it was like, "Hey, you can make a hundred dollars donating your sperm." I was like, "Fuck, you guys think I am, dude? Like, what the what the hell?" And then like, you know, that that was my initial thought, but then I was like, you know what, a hundred dollars. Kind of solid money for that, you know? So I was like, anyway, I went in for, like, an application. And, um, like, um, one thing that kind of made me upset was, like, the girl, like, at the front desk was, like, an attractive girl who was, like, my age. I feel like that wasn't a cool move of, like, the staffing people, you know? I didn't want anyone whose, like, opinions that I cared about, like, witnessing me doing this, like... Uh, I was just like, like I, I almost wanted to be like, hey, you know, like I'm, I'm just doing this because I care about infertile families, you know, like I'm, I'm a hero. All right, shit, dude, fuck. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Yeah, dude, this is this is a good place to bomb, dude. Just ten people, it's pretty ideal. Most of you guys are pretty old too. Definitely not. Yeah, it, it's okay. It's just a generation gap thing. That's what I'm gonna tell myself on the way home. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, one thing I really respect about old white people is that, like, my parents never drank growing up. Uh, I feel like, like, white people really are the best race when it comes to drinking. Like, you guys, you guys really figured that shit out, you know? Like, I used to think, like, golf and, like, watching baseball, playing golf and watching baseball, I used to think both those things look really fucking boring. Then I tried them both drunk. Pretty fucking cool, guys. <laughs> you guys were <laughs> really fucking innovating out here, all right? Like, you guys should be proud of yourself, all right? Like, um, yeah, man. Like, um, I want a memorial to all the white men who died trying to f give us all the best drunk activities, you know? Like, fuck a war memorial, dude. Like, I do not give a shit about Pearl Harbor, dude. This is the memorial I want. Okay, cool, cool. Damn, I'm like, I'm just like swinging and missing up here, dude. This is, this is bad, bro. Like, dude, it sucks when like your bomb is broadcasted on the airwaves too. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's real cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. all right. Well, um, have fun being old and uh, white. Um, all right, see you guys later. This is Mutant. Keep your hands clapped and for Duraj, everyone. Hey, Dave. Um, I'm actually the last comic. I'm going to go up and run around. Hi. Yeah, Hi. Oh, hey, I'm going to run around. Duraj, hey. Uh, Duraj, I'm so happy. Where did he go? Where did he? Oh, there you are. I totally love that you were doing good and productive things with your jizz. That makes me really happy. Um, well, he was just talking about, he was thinking about selling his sperm for sperm donation, and I find that very exciting. Because um, I have been thinking a lot about sperm. So I was thinking about breast milk and how it's a gland in a woman's body, and at a certain time, if she has a baby, she can express a liquid that has both nutritive and colorative content, right? And no one thinks this is weird. None of you think this is weird. Everyone's like, oh, squeeze the boobs, we get this stuff. We fetishize it so much, we do it to animals to keep it. But men also can exude a fluid that has both nutritive and colorative content. And yet, you've never done anything with it. So people don't think it's weird that we take this bland stuff from women and we homogenize it and we pasteurize it and we make it into cheese and sour cream and all these things. Well, but so if you have... If you take the if you if you take the jizz right and you homogenize it and pasteurize it, like you could have the whole key to solving world hunger in your nutsack, right? You could actually make like nut butter, right? And I think that if you combined breast milk and jizz together and left it on the counter, it'll turn into some like magical cheese substance. I'm pretty sure. Sell it to Big Pharma. I smoke and eat so much weed that if we pumped my boobs, uh, I could make TH cheese <laughs> to save the vegans. That's the other beauty of, of breast milk and of, um, is, of jizz is that it's 100% consent-based. So it's totally safe for vegans. Finally, finally a real product. Yeah, well, and breast milk is actually 24% fat, so it makes a really amazing multiple cheese. Like, it's really quite incredible. It's I like baby cannibalism. Um, I, 
I was going to say, it was like story day today. Story, sort of weird story day today, wasn't it? A lot of people told stories. Uh, I was going to tell a story, but now I can't remember which story I was going to tell. Shoot. No, no, it was a real story, and it was, what were other people's stories? You were in Canada. No, but you were telling your story about Canada, and she told her story. What was your story about? Yours, Emily. What was your, I'm trying to remember, because there was a story, there was a story I wanted to tell, but now I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, no, I was, I was, oh, I remember, see, that did, that was good brain tag, thank you, thank you. So everyone was talking, you were talking, that was you, your story. I want to tell you about the biggest dick I ever saw, because you told the story about the smallest dick. So when I, I used to be, I used to be a special education teacher, and I did that for many years, and I was in a classroom. Yeah, I was. Okay, so I was in a classroom of people who were, they had, they had IQs that were under 80, like way under. And I went there all day, and they were aged like, I don't know, 15 to 22. And I was teaching them things like laundry, and this is how you fold laundry, and this is how you do laundry, and here's how you boil water to make ramen. And it was a lot of life skills, right? And there was a bathroom inside the classroom, and I was substituting at the time. I was kind of new. I was like 23. And um, I'd been with, I got, I was getting married, my ex-husband and he's um he's black guy so everyone would always say like he has a huge dick i'm like oh my god it's so huge but i was he was the first guy i ever slept with so i didn't have any context so then i was teaching this class and i hear this noise from the bathroom screaming screaming and i look at the two aides the other people in the classroom and i'm like what's going on and they're like don't worry about it don't worry about it so again i'm teaching i'm doing we're putting caps on and we're what i don't know what we're doing and I hear it again, screaming, screaming from the bathroom. And I look at the two other adults in the room, and I'm like, something's going on in there. They're like, don't worry about it. Totally fine. So a third time, it finally happens. I'm like, I have to do something. So I open up the door, and what I see on the toilet is, and I'm telling you, this is, I'm not even exaggerating. It was like a 17-inch cock. It was like, it was like this big, and he's stroking, and he's laughing and laughing. And I remember he had long, kind of greasy hair, and the back of his head was really flat. And he's laughing and laughing, and I slam the door, and I look at the two women, and I'm like, ah! And they go, he does that to all the subs. I was like, you knew about this? You fucking knew? You set me up, you cunts! And they're like, but they said that they, they were like, you know, he has so few joys in his life. <laughs> that was how, so... After that moment, I realized, like, oh my God, is there like, is is there special needs fetish porn, and can I be his manager because I could make, <gasps> right? Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm or or I'm a terrible, terrible person, and um, I should be. Yeah, I'm a terrible. I'm a bad person. Okay, thank you guys for being here. This is the end of the show. Yay. And um, I'm going, I'm running the door at Doc's Clock. So uh, if anybody wants to come by for a drink, I'll be there. Okay. Yay. Thanks for all being here. Yay. Yay.